the Jags six. Stafford turns, gives the Swift, bounces right to the three, to the two, yes. to the one, to the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions, DeAndre Swift. What's up, Lions fans, and welcome to the Blue Blood Podcast. This is your host, Jonathan, alongside your host, Colton. What's up, guys? We're back. Yes, sir. And today we're going to be talking about our thoughts on the Lions and Jaguars game. Uh, Colton, go ahead and start off with this. What were your initial thoughts and reactions from the game? So, I've been tweeting this for like the past couple of days that this is like the first win Lions win in a probably since the end of 2018 where I felt confident that they were going to win pretty much the whole game. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I th- they had the lead the whole game, and I think the smallest lead they had was um, four points after the Jaguars scored their field goal. And then after that, it was all Lions. So. Well, and when was yeah. that? When oh, was like that? first quarter. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Um, I mean... I couldn't say I felt confident until probably the fourth quarter, but that's just because of how good we are at blowing leads. But that's true. that's true. I also, based off of Twitter, everyone's honestly, in my opinion, overreacting. There's not a lot of people who are being realist in the fact that we probably did play the third worst team in the league. Yes, we whooped up on them, but that's what we're supposed to do. Like we're not, we're not a dead last team. We're, I don't know if we're an average team yet. We're close. We were supposed to do that, so yes, good job. We got to win. We need to start stacking them. We've all we've both talked about our schedule a lot. What's upcoming? And we got the Falcons next, which we'll talk about next episode. But my thoughts: I think Stafford played a good game. I don't think he missed on many throws compared to the weeks in the past. And your boy Swift, oh my golly, dude killed it. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I think I think he should be a starter. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I still, I don't know. I feel like everyone's hating on AP. Like, the guy's still a super good running back for how old he is and what he was signed for. Um, but I do agree that Swift, they should at least be 50-50. You think 50-50 still? No, at, at least 50-50. Oh, okay, like, I got you. Like, well, what were the snaps this weekend? Do you know? I haven't looked at them yet. I have no... Oh, I think Swift had, like, he only had, like, 30% of the offensive snaps or something crazy like that. That's crazy. Like, for him to have that good of production off of that, I know he had the big 56-yard run or whatever it was. He also had another one at the end. He had, like, 25 yards. I was so happy when he went over 100. And uh, fun fact of the day, Matthew Stafford is 7-1 when he has a 100-yard rusher. So just give the ball to Swift and let him run, man. Honestly, okay, trade deadline's upcoming. Who do you think we're going to put on the trading block? My guess is Jared Davis and Carrion Johnson and Marvin Jones. How about you? Well, I'm not sure about Carrion. I don't think he has much of a future with the team, but for the role they have for him, he performs extremely well with pass blocking. True. Um, But those other two, yeah. I, I love Marvin Jones to death, but... There's just a lot of mouths to feed on this offense. There and, is, like it's crazy. And unfor- unfortunately, he ends up being the one least fed. Was Cephas injured? I tried. I couldn't find anything. No, I think he's just inactive. He's just 
Like he's just I a think, healthy scratch. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think Agnew provides more than Cephas does. I think Marvin Hall provides more than Cephas does. Um, just at the point where they are in their career. So I don't know. I think that Marvin Hall has a couple catches a game, but if he misses one of those, then he has less production than Cephas does. Stafford's trusting him, so that was a little interesting for me to see him with a healthy scratch. I think we're going to shop carry on because I think this is the time for us to get the best value out of him before, like, honestly, I see us just releasing him instead of trading him. Yeah. And I think that Bo and Adrian Peterson can both pass block. I'm not saying as well, but they can do it serviceably. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just looked it up right now. DeAndre Swift had, let's see, 38% of the of the offensive snaps, which is uh, 29 of the 77. Um, AP had 27 or 35%. And then Carryon Johnson just 17 or 22%. So, I mean, Swift had the bulk, but that's yeah. still not very high. It's crazy. We are really just rotating him, which I get it. It's running back by committee, but at this point, I think Swift is ready to go. I also think Okuda had a decent game. Yes, he got burned on that out and up against Keelan Cole and then another one. I mean, I don't know. Did you see that comeback route on the sidelines? Uh, Harmon was coaching him up like, yeah, he left some cushion. He left a little bit too much cushion, but I don't know. I feel like he's still getting better every game, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so too. And I think like an offseason is just so, so helpful for a cornerback, a rookie corner. And mm-hmm. that's just such, like, such a shame that he – the season played out the way it has. So, I mean... It has, my, and I think he's going to be fine. My, to be honest, my expectation... I don't really have any expectations for Okuda this season. Um, Not saying that's a bad thing, but just because of the situation it is. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So... And but, it's just where, like, we talk about this all the time. It's probably the hardest position... It is the hardest position on defense to acclimate to. Yeah. Like, period, coming in. So, it's going to take time, and people are going to continue to call him a bust. People are going to continue to hate on him, whatever. I think by the, I think he's going to continually improve by the end of the season. And I do, oh, my gosh, I'm swallowing my pride. Woo, but, okay, I want to give a shout-out to Matt Patricia because he called a good defensive game. Um, the Jags were held to, what, like, less than 30 yards rushing? Oh, something like that. Right. Yeah. That was super low. And they blitzed. And some of the blitzes didn't even hit home, but I did not care. That was gorgeous to see. I don't know why it took so long for them to do it, but they were finally sending it. Finally. Yeah, I, w- I wonder if Corey Unlin had anything to do with that, like in the bye week. Like, hey, let's try something like this, or I don't mm-hmm. know. Well, um, the thing is, like, I think we can win some games. And, like, I think you agree with me, but the problem is, is the last five games of our schedule were not easy at all. I know we'll build momentum by then, but... And like we were talking about, if they just need to be in playoff contention, if we get to seven and three, I know this is crazy, but if we get to seven and three or eight and four, like that's good enough, right? And then they just stay, even though we lose the last five games of our season or however many games that is, which I'm yeah, not so okay if, with. Like, ooh, you're, I, we need you're to not. No, I'm not. Like, if, if out of those five games, if we win two of them, then okay, that's different. But if we don't win any of them, then no. You're talking about okay the last five, right? Yeah. Oh, well, Minnesota's trash, so that there's a Week 17 game in there. so. That's true. And then we got to win one of the Bucks, Bears, Packers, Titans. Yeah, that, that'll yeah. be interesting to see. So. Those, yeah. 
And then, all right, special teams, got to shout those guys out. They are killing it every week. I yeah, know Jack are. Fox's net was messed up. I was a little hurt about that, but he still had a good game. Um, and then, okay, with Prater, I was defending him a little bit. What do you think? I don't. I think he's fine. I think he's missed those 50-yarders. He was a little shaking the last game, but, like, this game, dude, he was kicking, like, what? That was a 57 or something like that, and it was windy. You could see on the television the flags moving. Yeah. I mean, I don't – if you're trashing a kicker for missing, what, that was – that was a 57-yarder, right? Yeah, and he didn't miss it by, like, a crazy amount. Yeah. It's not like he hooked I, it. I mean, I, f- I feel like he's still pretty 50-50 on those. So I feel like his accuracy has maybe gone down a little bit since, like, ooh, 2017-ish. But mm-hmm. nothing to be concerned about at all. I'd, especially, like, go look at the Jags kicking situation. or oh I don't know if you gosh. saw the Bills game at all last night or yesterday afternoon. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. that, what's his name? Tyler Bass, I think. He missed it by like. That's their kicker now. He shanked it. Like, shanked a field goal hardcore, like going into the second half. That's so bad. Well, then, okay, let's talk about the league a little bit because we haven't been getting to that as much because I've been ranting about Matt Patricia. Um, What one team do you think is an actual contender and what team do you think is a poser? Because I definitely got one for each. Ooh, contender. The Steelers. Steelers, and then Poser, uh, I don't know if this technically counts, but the Raiders. The Raiders are so fake. You don't think they're a good team? No, they're a good team. They'll finish 9-7. and seven. They'll probably yeah. make the playoffs, mm-hmm. I think. Maybe it's that 6th or 7th, but I, I don't know. I don't believe in them. I don't think John Gruden loves Derek Carr at all. I think they have a new quarterback really? here pretty quick. So Still? Really? You think so? Yeah. I don't know. Wow. I'm not I'm not okay. a, I'm not a believer in them yet. Okay. Yeah, no. I think I agree with you. I'm at the same place with the Raiders. If I had to do a contender and a pretender, yes, I agree. Um the Steelers, dude, they're like Super Bowl contenders, not even like Playoff contenders are Super Bowl contenders. They're so good. That defense is easily top five. And with Big Ben back, their passing attack's probably top five too. Yeah. Which is insane. Um my we contender both... though. What'd you say? Ooh, I, I'm saying I'm just thinking of a team that if you say they're posers, I'm gonna fight back on it, so <laughs> and I already uh, know you're going to say them, so <laughs> No, I'm gonna say a different team, but I'll say that team as well. Um my contender is the Titans. Oh, I wasn't gonna say the Seahawks, dude. but I'm I'm gonna go with the Titans. Titans are dude. Nuts. They're undefeated. I, they're they're a good team. I get they're winning close games, but if you look at the Seahawks, they're doing the exact same thing, and they've been doing it. Like it's nuts. Mike Vrabel is a hell of a head coach. Did you see what he did this weekend with I, the yeah. <laughs> um, substitution of the guy into the yeah. into the game to get the 12 minute penalty? I did see that. That was nuts. And then they yeah, scored so, with four seconds left. Yeah, so if you guys don't know what that was, uh, the te- uh, Texans were driving, and they had like three minutes left in the ball game, and it was second and one. So most likely the metrics say that they're going to get a first down, and they're going to be able to run the clock, and they're going to lose like another 40 seconds. So what he did is he brought a 12th man out on the field. They got a penalty. The clock stopped. 
They moved him up an extra five yards, so they lost yards, and he knew they were going to score, so he got him closer to the end zone. He got the time to stop because he didn't have any timeouts left. They scored and gave enough time for the Titans to go down and score. That was insane. Like, And people are like, oh, that's crazy. I'm like, well, it happened last year, too. Like, you remember that, right? Like, they changed. I forgot what it was. was the um, I think it was a delay of game rule. penalty or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 that one where you can't, like, run around and crap. Yeah, yeah he's been doing that. Because Belichick did it against the Jets, I think, in, like, a random Thursday night game or something. And then Vrabel did it against the Patriots in that playoff game. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, well, I just where he's a genius. He knows how to manipulate the rules. Yeah, I just wish he would have ended up here. I don't uh, want to think about that. It's sad. Anyways, <laughs> who's your poser? It's really sad. Um, oh, and the one thing is the reason why I believe in the Titans. Number one, they have a solid defense, a pretty good defense. But two people, Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill. Enough said. Um. Yeah. My pretender is the Chicago Bears. Yep, see, there you go. Told you you were going to say them. They're, they're oh, no that's pretend. what you thought I was going to say? Yeah. I thought you were going to thought I was going to say the Packers. <laughs> um, no, they're, the reason why not... I say the... Okay, go for it. The Packers are not the best team in the NFC. That's all i got to say. Um, the reason the Bears are pretenders is because, okay, they have a good defense. I will never disagree with that. But the thing is, is their offense still needs to play better. They beat the Panthers, who are an average football team. They beat them, I think it was 23-16, to 16, and yeah. they had to stop them, force a punt, and then they had to catch a pick again. So they had two different shots to get in the end zone. I'm saying if Matthew Stafford and the Lions are that close to tying the game up, we're going to do it. They haven't played that good of teams at all, including us. Yeah. <sighs> They're, I'm not saying I'm not, five, I'm not saying that Nick Foles doesn't one, though, need to be a game manager. I know they're five and one, but I still think they're going to pan yeah. out and have. I could maybe see them hitting ten wins. I'm not saying they're not going to make the playoffs. They'll make the playoffs, but I think they're barely going to make it, like as the seventh or the sixth. So what? The, and I don't think nine they're going to games win. left, right? Oh, ten games left, right? Right. Wait, it's week six yeah. already. It's week seven. Going to be week seven. Jeez, that's making yeah. me sad. <laughs> No, I I don't know. I'm just thinking of it this way. Bears are already five and one. They have mm-hmm. ten games left. Yeah. Are they going? F- Even if they go five and five, that's ten and six, dude. Yeah, that's true. Well, hold on. Okay, you know what? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up their I'm gonna pull up their record right now. Hold on. I mean their schedule. Okay, they're playing the Rams. They're gonna lose. I don't know, dude. The Rams looked awful Sunday night. Okay, I don't, I don't know what happened. They just didn't want to go out there and actually play a football game. They're playing the Saints. I could see them winning, but I can also see them losing that game. They're playing the Titans. They're going to lose that game. Probably. Okay, they're playing the Vikings. Um, they're playing the <laughs> Packers. They're going to lose that game. They're playing us, and I think the Lions will beat the Bears this time. They're playing the Texans. Okay, next. I don't know, though. <laughs> I don't Honestly, I don't know. The Texans not under Bill O'Brien are a much better team. Yeah. Yes, but they barely lost the Titans. So, um, they're playing Question. the Vikings again. Damn it. Um, What's up? What do you think about Kenny Galladay's Instagram post? Um, well, I mean, based off of all of our players commenting on it, too, I, it's 100% about his contract. 100%. There's no doubt about it. He's yeah. saying that he's continuing to ball, and he's going to continue to raise that price tag because the Lions 
aren't honestly I don't even think the Lions are negotiating with them right now to be quite honest with you like I don't think they are at all I don't think so either and, but I also don't think it's like Bob Quinn at all to sign somebody mid-season well and no I get that but the thing is is that I still think that he's top 10 in the NFL I do like look at how much he changes I, I, I our offense too. when he plays yeah He's no matter what top 10. And for people saying he's not worth between 18 and 20, I get 20 is a little high, but no matter what, I'm willing to pay 18 for him. Like, yes, I understand that the wide receiver class this year is loaded, and I get that we caught him late, but, like, that doesn't happen all the time. And there's a plenty yeah. of busts at wide receiver. Oh, my gosh. That's, like, as bad as yeah, pass rusher. Yeah, I'd, I don't know. I still wish they would have signed him before all those wide receiver deals got done during the offseason. Yep. Me too. We could have signed him for seventeen million. Oh, I I think we could have got him for like sixteen or even cheaper than that. Before, if we signed him before Cooper Cup, before Keenan Allen, before all those guys. Yeah. And I don't know. I've been talking about it um, with a few people, and he's going to get paid, no matter what. It just depends on if it's by us or not. That's all. I do think the Lions will franchise tag him if they can't get a deal done, though. Yep, that's um, exactly what I was about to bring up. And then sign him to an extension at that point. And I think I've brought this up or before. Or tag him trade. Ooh, I don't. I don't think they'll do that. That's dumb. I don't. I. The only reason I can see that happening is if the new regime doesn't want him, and what coaching staff doesn't want Kenny Galladay. Yes, that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> um. But that's the only way I can see him not sticking around beyond 20, 2021 is if the a new regime comes in and they don't want him. Yeah. Well, okay. So. All right, let's transition back real quick. What is one guy you liked in the game and one guy you thought did not play good in the game against the Jags? You can't choose Swift. <laughs> so one person that I loved during the game... Uh, I'm going to go with... Come on now, it can't be that hard. Are you talking <laughs> about a playmaker or just like a player in general? Yeah, a player in general. You thought played a good game. Doesn't have to make a huge play or anything like that. Let's go with Frank Ragnow. Because good that choice. Running, that running game was on point. Um, he was injured during the week. Um, ton of... Ton of us Lions fans were concerned about what if Stafford would be mm-hmm. under pressure all day. I'm so glad he played. Yeah, but he fought through, and I think he's Pro Football Focus's second best graded center in the NFL. I thought Dude, I saw I that on Twitter. I think he is somewhere. the second best center in the NFL. He might be the best. Yeah, he's really good. So he's amazing. Um, okay, who's one guy that disappointed even a little bit? Disappointed. Um, man, I don't know. Oh, I Nobody? yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. I do. Jelani Tavai, like, ugh. Oh my golly, dude. Like, He's another I, dude we should shop, which we won't because Patricia likes him in the scheme. But oh my god. Yeah. So, like, I'm not sure, dude. I feel like he played QB decent run? in 2019. <laughs> yeah, he did. And so I'm not really sure what's going on there, but 
Yeah, it's it's rough. I have no idea. Well, and it's just like, do you ma- <laughs> watching freaking Gardner Minshew shake him out of his freaking cleats? I was like, okay, I'm done. I don't need he didn't him anymore. Even, I don't even know if he got shook though. He just like he's froze. Stood there. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't do anything. And it's I'm like, like, dude, bro. you're not playing Kyler Murray. This is Gardner Minshew. Yeah. So, so dumb. Like I said, I tweeted this out during the game. I don't want any linebacker covering except, honestly, I want to swap the linebackers. Instead of JD, Tavai, and Collins, I want Collins, or instead of JD, Tavai, and Christian Jones covering, I want Collins, um, Jalen Rees, Mabin, and Reggie Raglan. It can't get worse. I, I do like me some Reggie Raglan. How many snaps did he play? I was just wondering that. Hold it up. I don't. I don't think he played a lot, which I wish he did. I know Jared Davis. He played fifty percent. See, this is why we didn't have a bad game. I'm just saying. There we go. I like Reggie Ragland as well. And um, also the other thing, shout out to MP or whether it was Corey Allen's input or not, for having Will Harris only play one step and only having Jared Davis play eleven. Magical. Yeah. Look what it does. Look what it does. Okay, my two guys are quick. I'll bust them out. Um, one guy that I thought played really good was actually Jamal Agnew. I thought he had um, some good burst plays, getting him the ball out on the edge and just letting him run. Yeah. That's what you got to do with him. He's a speedster. Get him the ball, however you got to. And then one guy that I thought didn't play great, probably, wow, that's kind of rough. It's kind of hard I mean, to choose somebody when they won by 18 and only let up two touchdowns. So I guess Danny Amendola, not really for not playing well, just kind of a lack of production. He's been getting a decent amount of catches for the last couple of weeks, but he didn't do very much. He's kind of non-existent in this game. There's no, no knock on him. It's just I was expecting more from him. There's one point in the game I'm like, geez, we got to get this dude involved, but we never did. And I guess disappointment-wise, still Daryl Bevel because Hawk is not getting the ball enough still. Oh. Not even close. Yeah. So bad. But all right, um, you got any more thoughts before we go ahead and wrap this episode up? Um, I just hope they continue what they did. I feel like, like, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Like, yeah, it's just the Jags. Yeah, the Jaguars mm-hmm. are 1-5 now. They're a bad team. But yeah, I, I don't think it's, at least for me, it's not about what the Lions did against Jacksonville. It's how, how they, they did, did it, it against, how they did it against Jacksonville. Yeah. That gives me optimism going forward. And, and uh, the Lions are just just tossing this out there, and you're going to hate me for mm-hmm. saying this. Don't you dare. But the Lions are like De- a DeAndre Swift catch away from being the seventh seed in the playoffs right now. Okay, okay, I get it. I don't like people putting my boy down like that either. It's so sad, but I get it. <laughs> no, I, 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 no, I'm saying, I, I don't mean that I as a slam on him at all. I, I just, love Swift. I think both me and you can agree that we would have both had the Lions beating the Jaguars. I would have had them beating them by double digits, actually. I, th- I would have, too. Yeah. 
Not as big as they okay. did, but... Nope, me neither. That was... I was happy about that. <laughs> I thought we were going to put oh, 40 at one also, point. I got kind of excited. This was the most points scored by the Lions in the Patricia era. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, it was their most points in three years, which I... Was when Patricia started. That's nuts. We need to get more than that. But, yeah. Anyways. I was happy still. All right, uh, let's go ahead and wrap up this episode. Uh, thank you guys very much for joining us for episode 11 of the Blue Blood Podcast. This is your host, Jonathan, alongside your host, Colton. Thank you guys very much. Signing off. Hey, guys, have a good day.